Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Mark Hogan, and I am the host of the Higher Output Podcast. I'm a former athlete who takes pride in staying in athletic shape post-sports and producing higher outputs in all aspects of life. My program, Higher Output Legion, has helped former athletes reclaim their physique and average Joes get to an athletic physique. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, what's up, guys? This is um, Helen. She is currently competing or training to compete, right, for a competition? Yes, yes. Awesome. So, yeah, I thought she'd come on the show today and talk about her fitness journey, what she's doing with her diet, with her training, and get a little bit um, different perspective. And we're going to talk about a bunch of good stuff today. So, Helen, go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do for a living. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, my name is Helen. Um, I am an NPC bikini athlete, um, as Mark mentioned. So um, currently training for a show in July. I know I'm a couple week or whoo, couple months out. Um, but I always want to make sure that I'm competing constantly. So, um, awesome. yeah. So um, as far as fitness and whatnot, um, I currently work as the general manager for an anytime fitness. Um, however, I am a certified personal trainer. Um, I am also a certified group instructor for um, a format that is very similar to like a yoga Pilates um, blend. Uh, yeah. Super fun, super great mobility training. Um, but uh, as far as like getting into fitness, I I was an athlete pretty much my entire life. Um, I grew up swimming, I grew up playing volleyball, skiing, whatnot. Growing up in Alaska, you know, you just, yeah, the outdoorsy thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, so my senior year of high school, I actually suffered from an injury that kind of put an end to all of that for me. I broke my back in a car accident. Um, mm. and so it was an L2 compression fracture okay. and I ended up spending most of my senior year in a back race. So limited mobility, limited as to what I could and could not do. I remember, um, weird memory, but I remember a week after uh, the accident and getting back to school, I was sitting in math class in my back brace and we had an um, earthquake drill. And mm. because of how tight that back brace was, I couldn't actually get under the table um, for this earthquake Damn. drill. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny um, having to like, almost like, fall over um and try and like shimmy yourself under a table like completely flat because you literally have no mobility in your entire torso wow um super so yeah it was super to, like fully recover from that back injury so um i was in back brace for like four months um so really really limited mobility i had a lot of uh muscle atrophy around my spine um right. because i wasn't using it um I ended up, once I was able to get out of that back brace and kind of move again, um, I was cleared to start doing like gentle yoga, nothing crazy. Um, but being able to do yoga and mobility training like that really helped me um, recover some of that muscle that I had lost around my spine and in my core. Mm -hmm. So um, it took took about a year to actually fully recover um okay. as far yeah. as like mobility and whatnot so yeah definitely a rough one so, but 
Yeah, I bet. Yeah, back injuries, those are no <laughs> joke. It takes a while to get back. And especially oh, yeah. back in the fitness, you got to start small and then work your way up. Absolutely. When I started I lifting, um, I spent – so reason I even started lifting in the first place was I discovered um, Steffi Cohen. I don't know if you – are familiar with her um but she's yeah like 26 time record holder um or record holding power lifter and she is Mm -hmm. she's just phenomenal super inspiring oh i found a video of her squatting at the arnold's i don't remember what year um but she was like body weight 119 and she squat 495 and i was like holy shit like i want to do that yeah um so I got back into like lifting weights and back into fitness for the first time um, after discovering her and started powerlifting. Yeah. Um, so I trained literally, I, I didn't load any weight onto the barbell for about two months when I oh, first wow. started training. Yeah, because yeah, I, well, with the previous back injury and whatnot, like I wanted to make sure that I had my form down before I even started adding any heavy weights because um, exactly. I knew that that was a huge risk. It. Yeah, a lot of people jump into it when they're not ready, and they push mm-hmm. themselves too hard, and they don't really progress. They just go straight to the heavyweights. So oh, absolutely. So it um, it took a lot of patience. <laughs> a yeah, lot of patience. I bet. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> so, oh so like, gosh. is that what kind of got you into fitness? Was like recovering from that back injury? Like, was it like your fitness was obviously mandatory after that. Like you had to get back into shape and like strengthen the muscles around it. So is that what kind of got you into competing and everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I, you know, I never actually competed as a power lifter, but was training very similarly to those who do compete. Um, so, um, I know when it comes to when I was training consistently powerlifting wise, um, my lifts weren't super impressive, but they were at least competition weights, you know, mm-hmm. except for my bench. That was a, that was a rough one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it was really, and I've always been naturally a competitive person, um, and super competitive with myself, especially. So, um, yeah. if I have the opportunity to be even 1% better than I was yesterday, I'm going to take that opportunity. So, um, Absolutely. that was really what got me into the competitive side of fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine like, uh, wanting to like strive for more after that back injury and like, getting oh, into absolutely. Fitness and like, so you would prefer weightlifting over cardio when you did it, right? Oh, absolutely. Cardio yeah. is like my least favorite thing. I'm dreading yeah, when I have to I start do. doing it more frequently for, <laughs> for this, uh, prep. Yeah. For the competition. So oh let's God. go into that. So have you competed before? Yeah. I actually haven't. No, this is going to be my first comp. I'm very excited about it. Um, Basically, the decision from switching to powerlift or from powerlifting to bodybuilding was just based off of how my body naturally puts on muscle. um, And -hmm. then also how a little bit of fear of the the back injury um, being re, yeah, re injured. Um, And then on top of that as well, for my weight class, um, I am taller in the grand scheme of like powerlifting. So yep. really honestly, like being a little bit taller is not super advantageous in your weight class when you're powerlifting. So um, a lot of it was just body mechanics weren't serving that purpose anymore. 
Yeah. Um, and no, then again, fear of re-injuring my back. So, um, I was like, well, what can I do competitively in the fitness industry that, um, still keeps me, I shouldn't say keeps me from doing cardio cause I still have to do it, but, um, you know, what, what can I still do? That's going to encourage me to lift weights super, super frequently. So here I mm-hmm. am now as an NPC bikini athlete going for my first comp. Um, my goal, uh, I think I said this on my own story the other day, but, uh, my goal is to go as far as I possibly can with it. Um, hopefully earning my IFBB pro card in the next five years. So yeah, that's a great goal to have. especially, <laughs> yeah, especially cause you're a former athlete too. So you know what it takes to like get better every day. Like when you're an athlete, you go to practice every day to get better. And like oh, for yeah. this, it's like, you have to be perfect with your diet every day. You have to be perfect with your training. And yep. cause there's people you're competing against. So if they're mm-hmm. more on their diet than you are, then they're going to win the competition. So it's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You really got to be all in every day. Yep. So what do you think like your biggest struggle is um, like, com- like preparing for the competition? Like is it diet exercise? Um, so exercise, like really, honestly, that's the easiest part of it for me going mm-hmm. in and lifting weights, like doing cardio, whatever, even, even though I hate cardio, um, going in and exercising is not the hardest part for me. Um, I'm going to say it's really a combination of diet and mindset. Um, yeah. Cause you, you are on a very strict diet, whether you are in prep, um, you have a little, little bit more leniency in the off season, but, um, when you're in prep, especially you have to be very careful about every single thing that you put into your body. So, um, for me, like I've never had to deal with a diet that's this strict before. Yeah. But, um, really honestly, like it's not that the things that I am eating are things that are hard for me to put down. It's watching other people right now eat Mm. the things that I want to eat. Like I want to sit and eat cookies with my friends. Like I don't, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I would, I would love to do that, but because of what I am trying to do, that long-term goal, um, is more important to me than having like that instant gratification. So, um, really having to remind myself that no, this is not worth it in the short term. Exactly. You have to constantly remind yourself like why you're doing it. Right. When you're in that situation, when you're with your friends and they're eating cookies, you got to be like, why, why am I resisting this cookie? Like you're thinking about that feeling on stage when you want to win. So it's like, you're always constantly reminding yourself of your why. So what do you think your why is like, why do you want to win a competition? <laughs> oh man, this is this a is a question, this is huh? a deep one. This yep. is a deep one, but um, I'm more than willing to answer it. So, um, part of it is I, you know, I feel like I have something to prove, not only mm-hmm. to myself but to others as well. Um, a little bit of mental health childhood trauma there, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I yeah. I just have a feeling that I want to I want to prove everybody who you know maybe has doubted me in the past that you know no i am actually worth something and i want to prove that to myself too so absolutely um you know always competing that competitive mindset is really a lot of what's driving me to do this um but am i i was actually telling my coach this uh, a couple of days ago 
I am more clear headed and more focused than I think I ever have been in my entire life. Um, you know, just with, even though I am on a strict diet, I am on a strict like training schedule. Um, I feel so much more clear headed and so much more in control of my life than I ever have before. So, yeah, I think that's important too. Cause you mentioned like childhood trauma and like past, Mm -hmm. um, like experiences that weren't very pleasant. It sounds like. So I feel like that's important for anybody who's like reaching a goal or striving to reach Mm -hmm. either a fitness goal or any goal in life to have that like fuel and that catalyst to push Mm -hmm. you. Because if you don't have a why, if you don't have a reason to get to a certain goal, then you're not going to be consistent and you're not going to get there. So like you you have that, you have that catalyst that pushes you because you want to prove not only yourself, but other people, uh, not other people wrong, but you want to prove that you're like, you're worthy of something. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So So, like, that's, you know, that's really what's, what's driving me to do this is like, okay, no, I am worth something. And I just need to prove it. Like, I know that I am worth something and I know that I can do this. I just need to prove it to everybody else. Exactly. Like, you just got to execute every day. Just get the work done. It's just time. Time is the only thing in between you and your goal. So absolutely. So right now, what is your diet like right now? Like, what do you what do you eat on a day to day basis? Yeah. So I'm in a little bit of a build phase here because, like I said, I'm about six, 17, 16 weeks out from the show. Um, so I won't start seriously cutting until about 12 weeks out. So I've still got about four weeks to eat. Like, so I'm not hangry, which is yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> but, um, right now I'm eating about five times a day, four to five times a day, depending on how hungry I am that day. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast normally looks something like, um, two whole eggs, four egg whites, um, eight asparagus, um, 20 grams of avocado and, uh, half a banana. Okay. So, um, this entire diet right now is high protein, high fat, low carb. Um, so really trying to optimize muscle growth, um, right now, specifically shoulders and glutes, because those are the weak points of my physique right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so training those more often as well, but, um, as far as like other general meals throughout the day, um, I get the other four, three to four meals, depending on how many times I'm eating. Um, I get eight ounces of protein, whether that be steak, chicken breast, or uh, 93% lean ground turkey. Um, so I kind of vary it throughout the day. That way I'm not eating yeah. chicken constantly. Um, exactly. Which, wouldn't be a bad thing. I, uh, chicken's my favorite protein yeah, at this point. Cool. So, but. you know, um, and then, um, let's see, pretty much consistent with like eight asparagus and, or eight like green beans, um, mm-hmm. just a little bit of, little bit of fiber, a little bit of veggies, um, pre-workout, I will eat a little bit of oatmeal. So about 40 grams right now because that's about what I can choke down. I don't like oatmeal, so I'm just putting myself through this. Is like, yeah, I just have to get, I have to get to this goal. Exactly. So like, pre-workout is a little bit of. Um, normally, it's ground turkey and um, oatmeal, and then post-workout, I'll get two rice cakes with whatever protein and veggies. Um, so. That's generally what my diet looks like right now. Um, so, 
yeah. Okay. I mean, Sweet. So it sounds like most of your carbs are like structured around your workout times. Yep. Right. And then you're not like on keto, you're still eating carbs, but low carb, mm-hmm. right? So like a little, yeah. little bit of carbs, but mostly fat for your energy and then enough protein, obviously. Yep. yep awesome. Absolutely. So. Sweet. So sounds like you're on a very nice diet. So you're in a, a bulking phase right now, right? Like a building phase. And then a little bit of a build. Go- Okay, sweet. So when are you going to go into a cutting phase? You have that. So at later. about 12 weeks, um, okay. 12 weeks out from the show. So uh, I've got about a month okay. um, until I start doing that. And then it's going to be transitioning into low fat, okay. a high protein, low carb. So protein is staying super high throughout this entire thing. Right. Um, and then once you start getting down to, you know, a week out, that's when you start really working on water intake um and cutting water cutting sodium because again i i kind of mentioned this in my story the other day but um i'm doing all of this natural i'm not enhanced at all um and i'm going to go as long as i possibly can i'm competing natural um so it's really hard to put yourself at peak performance like you are show ready day Mm -hmm. of when you're natural it's just yeah it it, you know enhancements do make it a little bit easier to hit that peak when you want to right right so doing this natural you have to time everything so meticulously and you have to respond to your body literally as it gets closer to this show my body will be changing hour by hour you know Mm -hmm. during peak week right so it's it's about hitting that stage ready um look day of show not the day before and not the day after because that does sometimes happen is you'll you know people will hit their show ready peak day before or day after a show and then you know at that point they're like well okay not at 100 percent peak performance day of so absolutely and was there a reason like you want to stay natural? Because I know a lot of like competitors, mm-hmm. they're on enhancements. So mm-hmm. do you know if any, like any people you're competing against are like on enhancements or is it I, like, So one of the things about this show here is that I don't know who else is in my class until literally okay. the day before. Oh, wow. um, however, yeah, yeah. Um, however, I, let's see, one of the sorority sisters that I advise, I think is going to be doing this comp as well. Um, it's kind of, kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, she is natural. Um, I think most of the people that I'm going to be competing against are natural. I don't think that as far as I am aware in the class that I'm registering in, I don't think anybody is enhanced. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, so. that's honestly one of the main reasons I never got into competing. Cause I know if I were to compete, I'd want to go all in and I want to compete mm-hmm. with the best of the best. So like I've just well, seen how, a... what's that? Go ahead. Oh, I've just seen how like enhancements can mess up like mental health and physical health mm-hmm. as well. So I just tried to stay away yeah. from that. Um, and yeah. That's one of the reasons. Well, why I, I have a friend. So. Yeah, I have a friend who um from back home actually who's going to be going for his IFBB Pro card here. Uh, I God, when did he say? I don't remember, but um he's going to be going for his IFBB Pro card. He's completely natural. Um, yeah. wow. so like you can do it completely natural. It does happen. 
Um, mm. It's just a lot of it. It very much is a lot more of a meticulous thing. Yeah. So. Absolutely. You know. But so, if you're dedicated, go for yeah. it. You know. Yeah. I haven't been thinking about it to be honest. <laughs> you, just, bro, it would be so great to see you on stage. It would. It'd be cool. But so I Helen, think- like you're a woman obviously that is really into weightlifting and there's kind of a stigma yes. on like girls that shouldn't shouldn't wait because they don't want to get too bulky so to say so like oh, yes. what would you I, say yeah what would you say to those uh, girls that are scared to go into lifting but because they don't want to get too bulky yeah so i actually prepped for this question um because okay. i freaking love talking about this Perfect. um seriously Women getting bulky while lifting weights is like literally the myth that will never die. I swear it literally Um, a lot of women fear lifting weights because they're so scared that they're going to turn into like Arnold Schwarzenegger if they touch anything over like a 10 pound dumbbell. Um, It's not the truth. Not the truth. Again, like I said, I'm an NPC bikini athlete. I like, I don't know. I lift heavy weights. I chest pressed 25s the other day. I was really proud of myself. Um, but like, I'm not, you know, I'm not big. I'm 116 pounds. (laughs) There's no way I'm going to turn into Arnold. And you Um, lift weights six days a week, right? Five days a week. Yep. Yep. Six days a week, six days a week. Um, and I'm in the gym for like two hours training, like consistently. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're not going to turn into Arnold, but really where this whole idea comes from is marketing. When, weightlifting kind of came into the mainstream with you know arnold and ronnie and all of these big like bodybuilders like Mm -hmm. the classic like golden era of bodybuilding um so when weightlifting kind of came into the mainstream um and women started getting interested in you know weight training and exercising and whatnot um marketers kind of caught on to the um idea that women didn't want to look like these people and so they came up with phrases like tone up that's like one yeah. of my least favorite phrases in the fitness industry. <laughs> Don't uh, yeah. no, <laughs> but like the in- invented phrases like tone up to target women who wanted to exercise without like getting bulky. And so I hear that a lot when women are coming into a gym and saying like, Oh, like I don't want to lift weights. I'm going to get bulky or like, I just want to tone up. Well, what you're talking about when you're talking about toning up is losing body fat and building muscle which is exactly, exactly what rate, weight training does. Yep. So straight, like strength training will not make you bulky as a woman. And I've got four different reasons why that isn't going to happen. So right. first of all, yeah. it's ab- like, it's incredibly hard to build muscle. Oh my God, is it hard to build muscle? And most people don't put in the time or effort needed to create the physiques that they are so scared of. It really honestly. Um, yeah, it's true. It takes... It, it takes years. Like, you know, this, it takes years to put on the type of mass that a lot yeah. of like bodybuilders have like Ronnie or Arnold. Um, yeah. I've so had like reason... leads and like potential clients and some of my friends too. They said they don't want to like lift heavy because mm-hmm. they don't want to get too big. And it's like, yeah, it's like well, and like, big. <laughs> no, no. And like, this goes for generally like this one goes for, anybody like this number one rule goes for anybody is like most bodybuilders who are that big there's there's a reason that there are so far and few between 
It's because they're willing to put in the work that most people won't. They're willing to put in the time and effort that most people won't. So really, honestly, like you are not going to build that amount of mass in as short of a time period as you think you're going to. It literally takes years. Even if you're on enhancements, it takes years on end of being very consistent with diet and exercise to get to that level. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, it's incredibly hard to build muscle. Period. End of story. You won't get bulky, just strength training. So number two, um, women don't naturally produce enough testosterone to build muscle in the ways that they think they're going to. Like women don't naturally produce as much testosterone as a a guy. Um, And testosterone is a huge factor in capacity for muscle growth. So um, even women with slightly higher levels of testosterone likely still don't have enough to get the bulky physique that they're scared of. Yeah. The ratio so, is like 50 to one. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, like, and it's like, not, not going to happen. Yeah. There are women who compete, who take enhancements, mm-hmm. takes uh, testosterone exogenously. And yep. those are the girls that like look like Arnold Schwarzenegger that have like the yep. big bulky muscles. But yep. They don't just go to the gym and lift weights and eat good. They take enhancements as well to have enough testosterone yep. to get to that level. Exactly. So a lot of people it's, think, a lot of girls think if they lift weights, they're going to look like that. But yeah. they don't understand you need more testosterone to yeah. get that you, muscular growth. It's like you're never going to look like a physique or a body, like a women's bodybuilding. Um, like you're, you're never going to get that physique natural. It's it just it doesn't happen. No. Um, not to call out any like physique athletes that claim to be natural or anything like that, but uh, yeah, there's a lot out there. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Um. So you know, again, women don't naturally produce as much testosterone, um, or enough testosterone to get bulky. Um. So third reason. Oh, man, this one's a this one's a doozy. Most women don't eat enough to build big muscles. Yeah, it just, yeah. you, I've had people come in and tell me, you know, sitting down talking with them about their diet, their fitness, whatever. I've had women tell me that they don't eat over a thousand calories a day, which is terrifying. Um, because on average, the recommended calorie intake for a woman is between 1800 and 2400 calories a day. And it depends right. again on um activity level if you're more active you will probably be eating above that um another you know, thing whatnot. is but, uh yeah to interrupt you but like if no, you're a you're fidgeter good. like if you fidget a lot then you burn more mm-hmm. calories during the day rather than somebody who doesn't fidget a lot so that's something yep. a lot of people don't take into account as well because like if you fidget mm-hmm. you mobilize more fat in your body which can be used for energy so you burn more burn, yep. burn more calories you burn more fat so that's oh, another thing that you have to take into account is fidgeting. Because a lot of people just focus on, like, exercise and how much you get up and walk around. But, like, mm-hmm. there's people that sit at their desk and shake their leg for a whole hour. Mm-hmm. They don't realize they're burning calories doing that, too. So, Yeah, it's that base metabolic rate that, you yeah. know, it's like, yes, somebody's – excuse me. Whew, somebody's base metabolic rate, you know, is not going to be their – you know, recommended calorie intake ever. Um, because you are constantly getting up moving throughout the day most right. of the time. Um, mm-hmm. even if you're sedentary, you're still burning more calories than that base metabolic and base metabolic rate. Um, 
but like I was saying, you know, most women don't eat enough to build big muscles. You have to eat more calories than you burn and have enough protein to support muscle growth. And most women, and again, I'm saying like very generally, most women don't get the amount of calories or the amount of protein that they need to actually support building giant muscles. Um, exactly. So if you're not eating more than maintenance calories in a day, then you're not going to get bulky. You're not going to get big. And even if they did um, like eat that much, they're not going to build the muscle because they don't have the testosterone. So therefore it'll be stored as fat. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, um, but yeah. And then number four, most women don't lift heavy or often enough to get bulky. Yeah. So if you're not progressively overloading your muscles and overloading your lifts on a regular basis, you're not encouraging muscle growth. So, you know, I've seen women who have been coming into the gym. I, God bless the old ladies that come into the gym. I love them to death. They're the like sweetest people, but they've been curling five, like bicep curls with five pound dumbbells for 20 years. Yeah. You know, they're not progressively overloading their muscles. They're not going to get big biceps. So even though they're doing bicep curls every single day, they come in, they're not going to get big muscles. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Is there a um, goal to build more muscle? Is that what they say? So like, no, <laughs> most of them, most of them is not, but um, using them as an example for yeah. what not to do if you, or what to do if you don't want right. to build big muscle. But yeah. um, anyways, um, but if you're not progressively overloading your lifts on a regular basis, again, you are not encouraging muscle growth. Um, on top of that, frequency is a huge thing. Most women don't lift weights often enough to mm. build big, bulky muscle, right? You're not going to look like Dana Lynn Bailey if you're only lifting weights once a week. Right. Right? Um, not enough. So I don't know. I don't know. It's That one always is like, really interesting to me is like hearing women say oh i do cardio three times a week and i only lift weights once a week and it's like okay well that's great for you but what what exactly are you trying to do what's the goal right if they're trying to like that word you love so much tone up and like building muscle and have like more shape <laughs> like a body recomposition then mm -hmm. they need to lift at least three to five times a week push pull legs full body absolutely get there they can't just hop on the Absolutely. treadmill and expect to look a certain way. Like treadmill's great. Mm -hmm. It'll burn calories. It'll raise your cardiovascular endurance. But I yeah. mean, if you're trying to recomp your body, if you want to tone up mm -hmm. and get a better shape, then you have to mm -hmm. build those muscles where you want to tone up. Mm -hmm. So, Well, it, one of the things that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, when it comes to weightlifting versus cardio, um, weightlifting is a lot more efficient at burning fat. And yeah. when it comes to the way that your body looks and body composition, um, what actually provides that bulky look is excess fat. It's not excess muscle. Um, exactly. So, because if you're looking at, and I know that a lot of people have seen this, but if you're looking at like five pounds of fat versus five pounds of muscle, that five pounds of fat looks a lot bigger yeah. just to the eye. So, you know, because it's not as dense. So that bulky look that you're getting most of the time, um, let's say on the average person, because that's what we're talking about here. Um, on the average person, a bulky look is a little bit more, you are, you have a higher body fat percentage. You don't right. have as much muscle. Um, so really honestly, like weight training 
you're going to be burning more fat. You're it's it, it's just more efficient. And people don't realize when they add more muscle to their body, their metabolism e- increases. So they burn more calories exactly. when they're resting. So exactly. Like if you really so, want to have that consistent fat burn, you have to put more muscle, lean muscle on your body to exactly. burn that fat. Because if you just do cardio, then you're only burning calories when you do cardio. And it actually exactly. has negative effects on your, um, your what's it called? Metabolism. I just yeah. Like, but if you do cardio all the time, then your metabolism will decrease. But if you do weightlifting more, then your metabolism will increase. So yep. you have to have a fine balance of like, what I recommend is like three to five days a week of weight training and then two to three mm-hmm. days a week of cardio. Because yep. then you still get that cardiovascular endurance, but you're actively building yep. muscle long term. So you keep yep. your metabolism in check. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, like, really, honestly, there and, you know, not to say that. So after all of this, you know, women are not going to get bulky weight training. Like it, it doesn't happen. But um, if there are like. I feel like a lot of women are still scared to weight train, even if they know that they're not going to get bulky. Um, and even like people in general, maybe they don't, you know, a lot of it is lack of knowledge when they walk into a, a weight room. There's a lot of, a lot of things there, right? Yeah. Don't know what to do with dumbbells. Don't know what to do with a barbell. But like, what is barbell training? I love barbell training, but um, yeah. like a lot of people get intimidated by what, you know, what they're looking at and so really honestly like finding somebody who can guide you through that is huge and having like it is i used to say this all the time um but like imagine the gym is like a jungle right you're going on a safari the gym is a jungle right well you wouldn't walk into the jungle like on a safari by yourself right that you know you might get eaten by a tiger Mm -hmm. you're you know you're going to get a guide to make sure that you have the most success on the safari, right? So the gym is the same way. You're not just going to walk into a weight room because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You might get hurt. Form might suffer. Like, you know, especially when it's your first time doing something like this. So getting help, getting somebody, you know, who is a professional in the industry to guide you through that is huge um Mm -hmm. but just general reasons for people lifting weight i mean here's the thing is if you're intimidated by a weight room guarantee like 100 i always recommend bicep curls is like the first thing to do because it makes you feel so empowered because it's a very simple movement just walk over to free weights pick up a couple of dumbbells and just bicep curl like makes you look like a badass and you're (laughs) you're like getting in there um but you know lifting weights just in general it's not just about building muscle. It, you know, increases bone density. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people um, don't really think about until it's a little bit too late. Yeah. Especially Um, as people get older too. Like as you get older, your bone density decreases. So it's very important to stay consistent with weight training long-term, even up to your senior years as well. Like you said, those old ladies in the gym, like lifting weights, like they're doing something right because they're keeping their bone density strong and it decreases their risk of injury too, as long as they're eating enough protein in their diets and stuff. So exactly. And when it comes to bone density, you know, it, that bone density degeneration happens a lot quicker in women. So, um, it is very important for women, um, especially as they age to continue to strength train because women on average will develop osteoporosis 
um, mm -hmm. more frequently than a, than men, like per capita. It just happens. Um, yeah. But I mean, it aids in like weight training, aids in weight loss. Like we were talking about burning fat. It's a little more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, improving body composition, uh, reducing risk of chronic diseases as well. So if yeah, you're more absolutely. active, you are less at risk for chronic diseases. Um, benefiting me mental health. Yeah. Benefiting mental health. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's uh, I hear that a lot from people coming in is like, I, I've been depressed. I've been stressed, blah, 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 blah. And once they get consistent in the gym, you know, they come in, they're smiling more, they're happier. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, just like they turn into a ball of sunshine. It's like and a magic pill. Like weightless. Seriously. It's like, well, it like proves so many aspects of your life. It's, it's so interesting too. Cause if you look at your brain function, um, and the relation to exercise, um, a moderate intensity workout will release just as, just about as much serotonin, um, in your brain as a mild SSRI. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a lot less expensive. So I'll take that. <laughs> the difference of taking initiative to actually move your body rather than taking a prescription or taking a pill. Yeah. It's really easy to take a pill, but it's really hard mm -hmm. to actually go outside and go on that run or get that yeah. gym membership and be consistent with it. And so. I mean, like, you know, and this is not to like, you know, come down on medication at all. Cause like it helps yeah, I know that it helps so many people like I've been There's on and off medication, yeah. like my entire life. Um, mm -hmm. So there is a time and place for it for myself. Exercise has been. That. So, exactly. um, but yeah, I mean, again, like strength training, weight training, just in general, improved flexibility and mobility. That's huge. Right. You want to stay mobile. You don't want to be that old grandma that can't stand up like out of a chair. You want to be able to like get up and down off the floor. You want to be able to sit down without any problems. Like, you know, so improve flexibility and mobility, that muscular strength, that that's for life. You know, again, staying consistent, super important in that, but it is for life. Exactly. Um, and if you're so like, we only have so much time on this world. So might as well, like make the most of it. And the time we do have on this world, like make sure we can be mobile and like do activities that we like rather than getting yeah. to our 50s and maybe even late 40s and being in so much pain and maybe yeah. getting injured because our muscles aren't yeah. strong enough to support ourselves. So, yep. like, weight training... Will... Some of the... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, weight training will, like, <laughs> extend, like, your golden years, as they like to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of the most heartbreaking things that I've seen, like, you know, I... I've been working in the fitness industry at a gym for two and a half, three years almost now, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but in and out of different gyms. And some of the most heartbreaking things that I see um, is people who are, you know, even I've seen it in late 30s, early 40s before, or people yeah. come in and they already have limited mobility because mm -hmm. they aren't prioritizing themselves and their physical health. Um, whether that be, you know, because they are overweight, whether that be because, you know, they have a job that is 
sedentary and or, you know, more physically demanding in ways that, you know, they don't know how to strengthen their body for or, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I've had, you know, people, one of the biggest wins that I've had um, just working in the fitness industry and getting people, you know, hooked up with uh, trainers. I was working as a, um, a personal training manager for a facility out of Springfield um, for a little bit. And one of the biggest wins was I had a woman who I got um, started training with one of our, one of our trainers and she was in a wheelchair and had been in a wheelchair since 2008. Um, She is late forties, but had been in a wheelchair since 2008. And she came in God, like four weeks after we had started her on training with this, this trainer and she came in and she was like, I got up and I danced for 10 minutes Damn. the other day. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that was like, I'm That's sorry, awesome. what just happened? Yeah. Um, and she like, seriously, like it, fitness does change people's lives. And I know that like my story isn't, you know, necessarily as impressive as, you know, something like that, but it does change people's lives for the better, no matter what it is, whether it be mental, mental or physical. So, um, seriously, like I always recommend moving your body, whether that's, you know, 15 minutes of yoga every morning or, um, you know, because really honestly, like you only need 20 to 30 minutes to get in a good workout. Like, as long as you're pushing yourself, you only need 20 to 30 minutes. So if you're doing that three times a week too, like you're staying consistent, um, as you know, after a, let's say after a 20 to 30 minute high intensity, uh, like strength training workout, you are going to be burning calories for about 72 to 96 hours afterwards. So if you're staying consistent three days a week, you're burning calories consistently. So if you're looking for weight loss, looking for fat loss, like, Seriously, that's not like that's it's like nothing in the grand scheme. Weightlifting of and like hit training is like an investment into your fat loss. Like you invest a little Bingo. bit into your workout, and then you get the returns like afterwards. So it's like you get dividends in return. I think another oh, thing absolutely. like with the fitness industry right now is a lot of people look at people who are fit and like take care of themselves, and they look down on them mm-hmm. because they think they're very mm-hmm. self-centered, and I think mm-hmm. that like they only care about themselves and stuff. And I think that sets a lot of people back from wanting to pursue fitness mm-hmm. because they don't want to be oh, yeah. looked at as selfish or as someone that only cares about themselves. But the truth well, is like people who take care of themselves, they want like a lot of people, some of them are selfish, right? Some of them are yeah. like, like that, but the majority of the people who take care of themselves do so, so they can take care of other people. Exactly. And so like, one of the things, you know, I, I always like to ask this question too, but, is taking care of the body that you are going to live the rest of your life in selfish? Is that, should that be considered selfish? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it should, No. you know, because what you're doing is you're creating a vehicle for, this is going to sound so weird, but you're creating a vehicle for your consciousness to live out of. Right. Yeah. And literally what it is you have to create a vehicle that is going to run. It's kind of like a car, right? You're not just going to build a, like if you're fixing up a car, 
right? You want to make sure that the internal physical parts of that car work super well, right? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when it comes to cardio, you know, you want to make sure that your heart and lungs are functioning well, right? When it comes to strength training, you want your muscles and your tendons and your ligaments to be functioning well, right? You want that mobility and flexibility. That way, you can consistently move throughout life, right? Mm-hmm. Body work can be secondary. That's fine. Totally fine. But a yeah. lot of people who do go into the gym and start putting their fitness first um, and who are consistent in it really are focusing on that internal capacity. It's not necessarily about the external. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Like, I always look at it like, would I rather drive a car with like broken windows? like pop tires and all that and like it only goes so fast on the road or would i rather be in a sports car that looks clean on the outside but also on the inside as well and the engine runs really well too so i'd rather pick the sports car so like for my body i want to be a sports car i don't want to be like a car that's all beat up and not taken Mm -hmm. care of because if i'm going to be in this car my whole life i want to enjoy it right exactly well and to extrapolate on that a little bit you know with a beater car you're probably spending more money fixing the car up exactly yes. on maintenance and then eventually than you are on maintenance down. in the good car. Bingo. Yeah. Your body is the same way. Like it literally exactly. is a vehicle. So, um, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to see how people kind of think about that. Cause you're in, yeah. in the long term, really honestly, like you probably are spending more money on unhealthy habits than you are on healthy habits. Yep. You look at the Netflix membership, you look at the fast food, you look at the oh, yeah. medical expenses, your medication. If you're depressed, you get uh, like medication for that. Yeah. Um, you might be spending money on supplements that you think will work for you, like fat burning pills and all that. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get like, me started on those. <laughs> if, you, if you just like invest like six months to a year into your health, like yeah. buy, buy gym membership, invest in a trainer. Mm-hmm. Invest yep. in whole foods rather than going yep. out to like McDonald's all the time because it's cheap and easy. Like if you yep. do that for a year, then your life will change in so many ways. Not on, only like mm-hmm. in your physical life, but your mm-hmm. finances will start to improve too because you'll want to progress in your job and you'll want to yep. enhance your further education. Yep. Because in the gym, you always want to progress and it's a great way to practice that, practice mm-hmm. that growth mindset. So that growth mindset can transfer into all aspects of your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much that you can learn from fitness just in general for everyday life. Like I'm, I'm a huge practitioner of, you know, functional training, functional movement Mm -hmm. in the gym, right? Um, but also that functional mindset, because it does translate. Yes. And a lot of people, you know, it's, you know, I don't leave the gym just, you know, at the gym. I, I never leave the gym if we really want to talk about it. Like it's, it's always (laughs) like, yes, I basically live in my gym. Um, but, (laughs) um, no, like it is, that is true. It could be a lot worse. Um, but really honestly, like I, I do never leave the gym mentally. I'm always there. I'm always thinking about, you know, what, and it might be obsessive. Yes. But my, just in the past, you know, I've only started kind of this prep bit for the show in the past like couple of weeks, but 
even in the past couple of weeks, I can already tell finances have been so much better because I'm cooking in a lot more like all the time, actually. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm constantly cooking. I'm constantly, you know, investing in things that are better for me. Um, You know, I spend more time in the gym training. Um, I am, you know, I'm constantly drinking water. I mean, I know I've got a monster can here, but like I've got a (laughs) giant water jug here that I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to drink. And so I'm not spending money on, you know, soda or whatnot. Um, You know, I'm drinking, I'm making coffee most of the time. Um, This is, this is a very rare thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny you said obsessive because a lot of people look at people who are obsessed, so to say with fitness, but like, Mm -hmm. would you rather be obsessed with like all the BS going on in the world and obsessed with like a TV show? Or would you Mm -hmm. rather be obsessed with improving yourself and not only improving yourself, but inspiring others to improve themselves too. So it's like obsession. Everybody's obsessed with something, right? Like you can get really into a TV show. You can be obsessed with that. You can get really into a video game. But like if you get obsessed with something that improves yourself, then you can actually make the results you want to get and you can really produce high outputs in all aspects of life. So my computer is about to die. I'm about at 10%. So we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> so Helen, um, where can everybody find you if they want to find you on social media? Uh, on social media, my Instagram handle is helen.shiloh, S-H-I-L-O-H. Um, you can also just look up Helen Shiloh Goodyear. Um, name is down there at the bottom anyways. Um, so if you just Perfect. look me up on social media, totally fine. You can find me. You'll get to see kind of me as I progress through this um, prep for this show um if you have any questions about anything you can always dm me i am more than willing to share knowledge i want everybody to have as much access to the knowledge that they need to be successful as possible um so i'm more than willing to answer questions and whatnot as well um and if you are in the oregon area i guess um you can always come find me at my gym so you know all that kind of stuff come visit (laughs) awesome yep yeah, if you guys have any fitness-related questions, um, this is someone you can go to as well. So, awesome. So, I appreciate your time, Helen. And Thank you, you so much for having me, Mark. Day. You're welcome. You too. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye. If you guys got some value from today's episode, I want you to screenshot it, post it to your Instagram story, and tag me at Hogan's Fitness. And if you're a former athlete who wants to reclaim your athletic physique, or just an average Joe who wants to take your fitness to the next level, DM me on Instagram at Hogan's Fitness saying higher outputs, and we can see if you would be a good fit for the higher output lesion program. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and keep producing higher outputs.